Hi there, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road and realized that God had used it to heal very deep places in my heart. And so over the years, it's become my greatest passion to help others establish a walk with God through the discipline of daily Bible reading and prayer. I want to help you learn to slow down with your Bible, to see the Bible with fresh eyes, to see that it's not boring, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So again, thank you for joining me today for this episode. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness. I realize that in several of the episodes I've mentioned, we're going to talk about tips and tricks in the opening segment, and we haven't really gotten there, and we will. We're going to talk about Bible reading tips, Bible study tips, journaling tips. We're going to talk about setting aside time tips, all those sorts of things. But I have felt very heavily in my heart to talk about forgiveness. It is very fundamental, and it is very foundational to establishing a relationship with God First of all, it's impossible to have a relationship with God without forgiving others. Second of all, the discipline of Bible reading and prayer will actually empower you to forgive. And so it's important on both of those fronts. Bible reading and prayer is actually a habit that was started in my life because I needed to forgive. I'm going to share very briefly. I was driving in a car with my mom, actually a black Jeep on Highway 94 over 20 years ago. And I was discussing some of the things from my past with my mom and just really not even discussing. It was me rehashing and rehearsing some of the situations I had been through and some of the people that I was offended by and hurt by and betrayed by. And my mom said a sentence to me that changed my life. She said, Megan, you need to pray about it. And I instantly shot back at her and I said, I do pray. I pray when I'm washing dishes. I pray when I'm folding laundry. And I remember God convicting me so clearly in that moment and saying, you need to get on your knees and pray. And in that moment, I looked out the window of that Jeep and I said, God, I will read my Bible and pray every day for the rest of my life. I knelt down the very next day when my kids took a nap and I just began to process through the enormous mountain of things I was dealing with. And that was the beginning of the Bible reading and prayer journey for me. And so it was really just that need to forgive, that need to process with Jesus that led me into this habit. And really it was a long time later, I looked back and I thought, wow, how was I able to forgive and just get past and get over certain things? And it was the fact that I had daily brought the pieces of my broken heart and all my questions and all my uncertainties to Jesus over and over again. There was something so healing about that discipline. And so this is a very personal topic for me. There's a lot of research that's been done about the power of forgiveness. I would encourage you to look some of it up. Um, What happens with forgiveness and unforgiveness, if we choose not to forgive, it turns into bitterness in our hearts. And bitterness has a lot of ramifications. It can have mental, emotional spiritual, even physical ramifications. And that's not just me saying it. There's research that backs that up. And so forgiveness is so, so important. If we choose not to forgive, we're literally crippling ourselves from reaching our full potential. I often see 
the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, sort of as a hose coming down from heaven above me and flooding into my life, filling it with, again, those beautiful things that God gives. And I have the opportunity to either allow that to channel through me or to stop with me. God will not and cannot channel to us what he cannot channel through us. So if he is flooding his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness and his goodness into my life, he is expecting me to extend that to those around me. He is expecting me to continue that flow to other people. And so with forgiveness, if he's forgiven me, he's expecting me to forgive. In fact, Jesus went so far as to say that if we don't forgive, we cannot be forgiven. And our salvation is entirely contingent upon his forgiveness of our sins. And so this is a very, 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 very important topic. Again, like I've already said, you can't have a relationship with Jesus if you choose not to forgive. First John 4.20 says, If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? That is a very powerful scripture and a very convicting scripture and should make us all want to be quick to forgive. I know I shared briefly about that moment where my mom said, Megan, you need to pray about it. And I was convicted to forgive or not to forgive to start the habit of Bible reading and prayer. Right around that same time, I heard a sermon from a man named Joe Veely. It was called The Greatest Commandment. I had it on a white cassette tape. And in that sermon, he talked about willing yourself to forgive. And he said something. He said, you may have to look at yourself in the mirror, in the eyeballs every day, and say, I will myself to forgive. I was dealing with a lot of deep pain from other people's decisions, from my own decisions. And... I took that sermon to heart. I literally, probably for a span of about two years, listened to that sermon every time I drove in my vehicle, and it had a deep impact. And I did what he said. I would look at myself and say, I am choosing to forgive. Did I mean it right away? Did it get in my spirit right away? I wanted to mean it, but I don't know that I did initially. But over time and over a consistent process of making that decision to forgive, I did mean it. And over time, those words and the decision to forgive were a huge catalyst in my own healing journey. Forgiveness is truly an indispensable element on the journey to wholeness. What is forgiveness? There are a lot of misconceptions about forgiveness out there. And I first of all just want to tell you that forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling. It's a decision to release a person from whatever we've held against them, from whatever wounds they've inflicted, and to put them in the hands of God and allow him to mete out consequences instead of us holding them hostage and trying to get revenge against them. It's a very difficult, very intentional, very conscious decision that's going to be empowered and enabled again, by God's resources flowing into you and then through you. Number two, forgiveness is not forgetting. We often hear people say forgive and forget. And I get what they're saying. They're saying forgive and release the other person. Forgive and move on. Forgive and don't live there anymore. But the 
simple fact of the matter is that the memories are going to remain and we can forgive even when we can't erase the memories. Sometimes we may be required to forgive people that are no longer here. We may be required to forgive people that we're not able to reconcile with. But in spite of the limitations, we can make the decision to forgive. I often equate forgiveness to anti-venom. A snake bite won't kill you, but the venom that's injected with a snake bite will. Forgiveness is an anti-venom that extracts the venom that's been injected into your life. Forgiveness is an antiseptic that keeps wounds clean. We're all going to have wounds in this life. We're all going to be wounded at some point along the way. And the decision to forgive is going to keep those wounds clean. My pastor recently said in talking about Joseph that his wounds were deep, but he kept them clean. So again, forgiveness is a decision. It's not a feeling. Forgiveness does not mean that you forget. Forgiveness does not equate to reconciliation. And forgiveness is both an antivenom and an antiseptic that helps keep your wounds clean. And forgiveness is a decision that you will likely have to make again and again. It's not a once and done thing. It's something that we have to choose repeatedly. And over time, the memories will dissipate, the feelings will dissipate. God will release us from the pain of those wounds that we have lived with. And like I've already said, I do believe Bible reading and prayer and forgiveness go hand in hand because Bible reading and prayer will empower you to forget. Like I already quoted, Joseph's wounds were deep, but he kept them clean. There is something so disinfecting about the presence of God and the word of God, and that process will help keep your wounds clean. For today, I want to talk about Joseph. I'm going to share a little entry that I wrote about him quite a few years ago. Joseph is one of the most incredible portraits outside of Jesus painted of forgiveness in the Bible. He was an incredible man that endured all sorts of hardships, but displayed incredible ability to forgive. Here's today's devotional entry called Made Me to Forget. Several times recently, Genesis 41:51 has popped into my head, and Joseph called the name of his firstborn son Manasseh. For God, he said, has made me to forget all my toils and all my father's house. By saying God has made me to forget, Joseph was not saying he no longer remembered the series of events and years of painful circumstances he had endured but rather that God had created something so beautiful through them that the sting of those memories no longer consumed him. He clearly did not literally forget the memories in his family, for in the next chapter it says, And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them. He remembered them. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. And another verse, uh, Genesis 42.9 says, And Joseph remembered the dreams he dreamed of them. His memories still served him quite well. I'm sure that if he tried, he could still recall the cold dankness of that pit on his first night alone. I'm sure he could still taste the tears he had shed as he walked, chained behind a caravan toward a very uncertain future. I'm sure he could still recollect the angst, the fear, and torturous emotions he endured as he was lied about by Potiphar's wife the human desire to defend himself against false accusations 
and the sense of utter helplessness from being completely unable to do so. I'm sure his memories of lonely nights in prison were still there. He could more than likely recall the ache of being forgotten by the butler and the longing to again see his father. These and many other memories would probably have been available for recall at a moment's notice, but he said, God has made me to forget all my toil. That word toil means wearisome or weariness, trouble, and vexation in Hebrew. God had extracted the sting from the suffering. He had removed the struggle from the season. Though Joseph could remember, the pain was no longer the key factor. I know from personal experience what this is like. I have had seasons where I lived consumed with pain of a certain experience, and now will I still remember that it did hurt, I would have to try to remember how it hurt and what the hurt felt like. I no longer live there. God has made me to forget. Living beyond the pain is possible. For Joseph, there was much to forget. Thirteen years of misery and mistreatment. He was seventeen when his brothers conspired against him and thirty when he stood before Pharaoh. Those 13 years represent far more than could ever be captured in three chapters in Genesis. A plot to kill him, betrayal, false accusation, being forgotten by those he had helped, and that is just the beginning. I'm sure the emotion of those events were infinitely deeper than could ever be captured by pen and ink or mere human words. There are pains in this life that could never be expressed or explained with any level of accuracy. So deep are they that they must be endured, alone, with only God to understand their severity. Only God and Joseph will ever know what is between the lines of his story. Only the Lord, who was with him, will ever understand the depths of sorrow faced during those 13 years. Only God and Joseph will ever know what is represented in one word, toil. Only God and Joseph will know what he was caused to forget. Very suddenly, Joseph's season of suffering, which served far more as a season of preparation, was over. One day he was a forgotten prisoner and the next he was a remembered ruler. Without fanfare and far from anything Joseph could have ever imagined, he moved from preparation to purpose. In an instant, he was launched into a future destiny into a plan of the infinite that Joseph would never have thought possible. That moment of transition from pain to his portion caused him to be able to say things like, God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And it was not you that sent me here, but God. He was accelerated from pain to purpose and living and calling caused him to forget. He now had the gift of hindsight and could see, if only in part, that all he had endured was for a reason. It had served the purpose of a great God and the future of God's people. God still has the ability to take the sting from the suffering. He still has the ability to remove the struggle from the season. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the God of Joseph is the same God I walk with. As I've heard it said, he is the God of a suddenly calling. There will be a moment of moving from pain to purpose. There will be a day where the gift of hindsight will reveal God at work in the toil, 
preparing the one enduring it for calling, destiny, and future. There will be a moment when the consummation of calling will far outweigh being consumed by the pain. There will be a moment where God will cause me to forget. Again, that's just a little devotional thought called Made Me to Forget. Life is hard. Wounds are real. And I don't know what you've been through or what you have to forgive. But I do know that forgiveness is possible. You can, empowered by the grace of God, forgive. If you've had a difficult time forgiving or you're facing some difficult situations, I would encourage you to read and reread the story of Joseph. He had every single right to choose unforgiveness, but he chose in spite of that to forgive. There is nothing that you have walked through in your life that God cannot use for your good and his glory. Absolutely nothing. He wastes no pain. Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good to those that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. All means all. So again, I want to recommend a couple of things. First of all, a book called Bait of Satan that God really used in my life personally to help me in learning to forgive. Second of all, I mentioned a sermon from my pastor called The Advantage of Forgiveness. I'm going to link to that in show notes as well. And then also an article with some study results from John Hopkins um, University or hospital. Can't remember which right now off the top of my head. But just very powerful information about forgiveness and its effects in our lives. Just remember that God is going to walk with you through every step of the forgiveness process. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or handwritten transcript of today's entry, please visit megunedited.com. And for now, go grab your Bible and your journal. I'm so looking forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.